Welcome to Cyberbytes, the podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Foley, Senior Recruitment Consultant at Aspron Search. Today, I'm joined by Vivian Hassou, Head of Marketing at Converge. Vivian shares her journey in marketing, some of the key challenges within the marketing industry over the last five years, and how Converge is built differently and their vision. Enjoy. Vivian, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Thank you, Stefan, for having me. I'm excited to chat to you. Yeah. Looking forward to our discussion. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Where are you currently in the world? I am actually based in London, uh, but I have, you know, I've worked in the States and I grew up in Canada. Okay. Interesting background. Whereabouts in Canada? Toronto. Very nice. Okay, cool. Well, Vivian, to, to introduce yourself, for those that don't know you, do you mind just giving a brief intro to yourself and your background? Sure. Uh, I'm Vivian Chu. I'm the head of marketing at Converge uh, Insurance, uh, which is based out of New York. Um, and I have been working in, you know, some version of marketing and comms um, for more than 20, 20 years. I started my career in brand advertising, working for WPP and Omnicom agencies. Um, and then I moved I started working on some big financial institution clients there in insurance and, and banking. And then I ended up moving more into um, specialized sort of consulting for marketing uh, with financial institutions on the B2B side. So um, kind of got way more in depth into asset management, banking, fintech, um, et cetera. So that's what I have been doing for the last sort of 10, 15 years. Um, and, you know, that's how my career kind of led me in-house um, working more in the fintech space, uh, which is which is how I've ended up at Converge. Cool. Okay, nice. Keen to dig a little bit deeper into your background. Um, so, where I like to start is to try and understand how people have got to where they are in current state. And obviously you yourself, uh, you're, you run your own consultancy, you hold multiple leadership positions, you've been recognized for Europe's most influential women within startups. Um, so can you give us an idea of your background starting from, from where it started um, and just talk us through the journey of, of how you got to Converge? Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of people, there's a little bit of um, good timing, ac accidental stuff that happens along the way. I think I ended up, interestingly enough, in that, you know, when I talk about sort of at WP Bonomicom, I worked on, I worked on, quite frankly, a lot of accounts that other people didn't work on. So like, if you come from a big agency background, you know, the sexy accounts are cars and, you know, uh, FMCG and alcohol and things like that, not not finance and so I do not have a finance background I have a liberal arts degree and uh I you know as a political science and English major and so I was very good at writing and 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 communicating with people and so I really love that's why I started my career in advertising because I really loved being able to the idea of building brands and messaging that could you know could provide um, interest and influence but also gave people useful information and like did it in an interesting way and that's what advertising uh did does very very well right uh it conveys messages very quickly and succinctly but and but cleverly so um I kind of cut my teeth in that in that area and then what happened was I ended up working on you know some some big financial accounts as I mentioned um insurance was what a large insurer was one of them and I just found the whole industry really fascinating um and then I was asked to go start a digital 
um, offering at a as a at a independent network uh, agency and went off to do that. And they really specialized in finance and tech. But this was more in the traditional finance era, not in kind of retail banking and like direct to consumer. This was much more B2B. And so, again, was, you know, definitely fish out of water. Didn't was, you know, there was a lot of nomenclature and acronyms and things I didn't understand. And I just um learned very quickly that actually it's an incredibly industry in, interesting industry with um where there's a lot of innovation happening and there's a lot of very clever thinking and um it's an industry where things actually move incredibly quickly which was surprising to me because you always think about um sort of finance or insurance being very traditional and staid and slow moving but actually in some areas um particularly from a technology standpoint it moves very very quickly i also had a relatively interesting and strong regulatory background so um because i'd worked on some healthcare uh which is has very similar parallels to finance so my understanding of how the industry operated was um helped because of that so then that's so so there was it was a combination of both being interested weirdly interested in an industry that i had no experience or education in um but also uh i think i was a rare anomaly because i was um you know relatively young when i started working in it um i had you know grown up and lived in different places in the world um and I was very interested in kind of how these businesses operated or how the industry operated in different ways globally. Um, and I think that was incredibly helpful when you're working on sort of financial institutions, which tend to be very big and tend to be kind of cross-regional. Um, and then what happened was um, I went in-house as a CMO um, at, in, in fintech, and that's how I ended up landing at uh, Converge because I actually knew the founders um, because they had come from a large insurer that had I'd worked with previously, and they had asked me to um, help them as they were starting to build the business and and uh, launch and go to market. Right, cool. And and you've kind of touched on a couple of points there. Um, super interesting background. But what's the kind of the the main reason that led you to join Converge? Um, I think Converge is an incredibly innovative business for uh, an industry that is ripe for change and I mean that on several fronts so first and foremost is cyber insurance is a relatively new industry within the insurance industry anyways Um, but then you have aspects where the technology that's driving the ability to underwrite and provide um, premiums faster and be able to help people uh have better ultimate outcomes as a policyholder, um, and and also for the brokers who are who are managing this process in between, like everything can be accelerated because right now everything is about speed, you know. Um, and I think being able to use technology very smartly in that area, not just innovating for innovation's sake, um, but also keeping up with the rapid change that cyber um the whole cyber industry is facing because it is this is where you know people are people are having the most threats on a daily basis and i think helping people understand that um it's a unique industry in that sense but also i think the way that converge has been um built with an incredibly strong seasoned um 
team from the get-go, an incredibly diverse team, you know, having um, people who are obviously experts within the insurance and tech industry and security side as well, but people who um, appreciate the fact that, you know, actually we can be operating and have expertise within this industry, but still have very different ways of thinking about it, different ways of coming at solving a problem, um, as well as being an incredibly sort of interesting group of people. So I think that that has been one of the things that's really drawn me to it. And and also the openness to want to do things um, differently and better uh, has is, is always what you know, people want to do in a startup and what pushes them forward. So I think we have that at the heart of what we do at Converge as well and the way that we uh, really think about problem solving and developing solutions. Right. And going back to your, your background, so I know one of the accolades that you've been recognized for is being one of Europe's or in the top 100 Europe's most influential women within startups. And I know we've kind of discussed around that, how a big part of that is what you give back to the industry and the community over, over the years that you've you've remained in it. Um, can you just talk to us around your background, around your mentorship um, and how you founded your own consultancy? Because I think that's really relevant of some of the work you're doing to, to kind of give back, um, hence why you've been recognized for this accolade. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... Um... It's an incredibly like nice thing to be on that list. Um, and it was it was kind of a surprise when it happened uh, and to be recognized in that way. Um, I certainly didn't expect it, but I think it's because of um my involvement within um the fintech and the tech industries, working particularly with startups and and founders, but also within the whole ecosystem with, you know, um venture capitalists, private equity incubators, as well as financial institutions who are you know doing lots of programming around this and looking for ways to bridge into startups um whether it's as investors or um you know areas to drive innovation or from an acquisition standpoint and i think um having different touch points and channels into that having a, a fairly large network but also um as you said you know mentoring and coaching is a huge um passion of mine uh, both personally and professionally uh and i do that on you know different levels whether it's with founders and and people who are very senior um all the you know and and at board level all the way through to people who are starting their careers um and it's so important to me that we really help you know we are able to share our knowledge and experience but also we're able to learn about what's important um to people coming through the workforce um what are the kind of issues or challenges that they're facing but also how does that impact when i'm talking to senior leaders and they're they're having talent issues or they're having um struggles around organizational structure and i think it helps inform so much of that and you can only really know that if you're talking to people um in a very honest way and getting a real understanding of what what is challenging for them at this stage of their life or career versus what's challenging for, you know, someone else um, who who perhaps has been working for 10 or 20 years. And it is, it is, it, your career changes significantly. And I think that's something that's really uh, impacted um, certainly since, you know, since the last sort of four or five years is that the speed of change is so much greater now. Mm. And the, the skill set that people need is, is much wider you know than it used to be and so being able to sort of work th uh, through that but fundamentally like 
businesses and industries are still kind of structured the same way. So being able to kind of understand that dynamic and also work with people who are really interesting and people that I I like and want to, you know, keep relationships with because I think that they're going to have incredible careers is really important to me as well. Yeah. And just on that point, so c- can you expand on where you said that things have clearly changed, right? Times have changed. And even if we look at Gen Z, right, um, of everyone's aware of, of some of the changes that we've had over the last five years from just an econ- economic standpoint. Um, if if you look at that, what are some of the key changes that you've seen over the last five to 10 years with a marketing focus and how that's adapted? First, first and foremost, I think that it is really tough right now. I think not just, I think economically it's dif- difficult. I think geopolitically it's difficult. I think people are facing a lot of just like, sort of tough conditions and you know when I graduated from university I was just sort of happy to get a job like I wasn't you know that was my goal it was like get a job and it wasn't I didn't have any kind of massive career plans in mind I didn't really know where things were going to go and I feel like um, Gen Z or people who are in university or starting their careers or college or whatever or apprenticeships they just have to know so much earlier on what they want to do and they have to be so laser focused and it's really difficult to to know that when you're young and when you're 18 or 19 or you're or you're 22 like to have that level of certainty is so i think it's it's impossible i'm i'm very unrealistic but that is the reality that people are facing right now yeah. um and i think on the flip side to that more senior people are facing the challenges where, and I certainly think this as well, within marketing and comms where, you know, ChatGPT can probably write a great press release and can probably write a great PowerPoint presentation and do lots of things. And AI and machine learning um, are, are going to be able to, you know, subsume and replace so many basic tasks mm-hmm. now can they completely replace creativity and innovation in the way that um you know currently exists I, I i hope not i don't think so i think that's also what makes marketing uh such an interesting uh area to be in because that has always had huge amounts of creativity um and you know it's been avant-garde there's always ways to try different things now marketing also has had to evolve substantially because of the digital uh you know what's been happening digitally and what's been happening on the data side and so all of a sudden you know you kind of go from being like we just need really great ideas that are going to cut through and be interesting to people to like being able to track every single touch point and every single move that our customer is making and every penny and dollar that they're spending their money on and that's like that's a huge massive amount of information but it's a different skill set as well and so you you know being able to kind of keep up with all of those things as well as like changing um channels uh as well as regulation is it's like there's a lot in that so i think that there's a huge amount of um challenges both from a industry perspective a workforce perspective and 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 a marketing perspective yes some great points there i think uh chat GPT is an interesting one with AI advancing, isn't it? I don't, well, my opinion, I don't think prompt engineering will get good enough that it will have that human touch. I think that's just the main thing missing, isn't it? It's It's got that creativity, that human touch that AI, well, who knows, <laughs> maybe it, it will get better at, but I just don't think it'll be able to replicate. Yeah, and ultimately, I think marketing, the heart of what is with within marketing communications is around p- telling stories and is around making people feel in a certain way. Um, and it's about 
ultimately it's about human connection. That's what that's what influences people. That's what drives them to make the decisions that they make, you know, whether it is regardless of what, what you're buying at the end. Um, it could be insurance. It could be it could be diapers, you know, and I think that that's that's what makes my job and like the industry so fascinating, because regardless of what it is that you're selling, you still need to think about it in a very, very human interesting way you know regardless of the, it, the 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 end audiences because people are still people and it's still people spending money i mean it's not chat gpt making decisions about you know who's going to buy the cyber insurance policy it's it's you know it's it's still a person um and i think we need to kind of recognize that and still keep that in mind because we're still talking to people yeah, yeah i agree yeah interesting and moving on to converge then um so am I correct in saying Series A, I think 15 million was raised earlier this year, Series A? That's right. So we we um, did a Series A um, round of funding uh, that happened in June um, and uh, very excited about that. We were also able to kind of go to market with um, our um, partners at QBE to launch our policy. Um, and, you know, Converge has... As I said, you know, everybody thinks the company they work for is very special. And I and I genuinely believe that. And I feel like I have um worked with a lot of startups, um, both inside and and from a consulting perspective, to really see that there is uh there is something particularly um unique about Converge, not only in the way that they so there's there's kind of a couple of areas that I think you know, we we do things really well. One is that cyber insurance, as I mentioned, is a relatively new space. So finding the right legitimate expertise, not just within insurance, but within tech and within security is really actually quite a difficult task. And you need to find that with people that you have great chemistry with, but also are pushing in the same direction. They sort of understand the problem that needs to be solved. Now, one of the fundamental problems is that cyber insurance is available, but it's actually not readily available or easy to access for certain certain audience groups. And one of those groups in particular is uh, SMB, so small to medium businesses. Now imagine how many of those exist in the US. They are like the, the economy's lifeblood, right? And they don't have access or they are finding it very challenging to be able to get cyber insurance because firstly, they don't really get it. They don't really know what it is. They don't really know what it covers. How is this different than other insurance that they have? Um, and they don't really understand the impact that those threats may have on their business. And it's quite terrifying once you start you know, looking under the car bonnet about the impact that obviously, uh, you know, a cyber incident can have on a small to medium business, it can put them out of business very, very quickly. And, you know, you start thinking about that type of impact or scale. Um, and then you just think, well, we, we've got to figure out a, a better way to do this and better solutions. And so Converge has been working um, to to do that uh, with our partners at QBE, but also doing it in a way that the long-term outcomes and sort of premiums are going to improve and be better. So it's not just buying insurance for protection and coverage sake. And so we're using, um, you know, machine learning and AI within our tech and a lot of very unique data points um, and data pools to be able to calculate that faster alongside expert underwriting um, and then, you know, security protocols so that we're able to kind of give people a whole end to end way of looking at the sort of cyber challenge that they may be facing as a business. Um, and I think that's been very compelling. Um, but again, I, I, I 
caveat that by saying that it only works because we have a really senior expert team that has such a huge amount of industry experience that when you put that together, they're actually the ones who would probably be like litmus testing whether or not this actually could work in reality. So, or they have broker, you know, they've got strong broker background. So they're like, well, sell to me. Like if I, if I'm not going to buy it, then this solution isn't right. And I think that working in that kind of business is the right way to start where, you know, we're almost selling to ourselves to really figure it out. But it's also a very diverse business. We have almost a 50-50 gender split, which again, for an in industry like insurance is quite rare. And we have people who um, have very, very backgrounds. I mean, our CEO, um, Tong Kang is, is you know, is, is, is Korean American, he's minority, you know, I'm Chinese Canadian. Like, I think there's lots of people within the business where we have very, very varied backgrounds. And that that really, I think, adds a lot to the experience and also the expertise that we're able to sort of like we can think about being an immigrant mindset and being a small business owner. Well, that's that's who we're trying to solve problems for. So having that is is hugely additive, I think. Yeah. That's really interesting. And is there any like tips or strategies that you can share around the diversity piece from a workforce perspective of how Converge has been successful in doing that um, or bringing that together? Or is it just more of a um, coincidence or is there some sort of like structural background to how that's been put together? I think you have to make it part of how you fundamentally want to build your business so um and it of course it's an it's a challenging industry to find uh to find diversity if I'm going to be honest and but we really really work hard to build that in we've you know we've now bought in um you know a, a front a female frontier engineer um into our into our tech team and I think being able to, and it's not just about obviously gender and things like that, that make businesses diverse. But I think it is when you start off in an area where you're already in an industry where it's, there's a huge lack of diversity, then to say, actually, as a business, we care about this. It's important. It's part of our kind of fundamental value set. And it's also, we recognize that it, it, it's important to how we make the business better. Yeah. How do we innovate? How do we come up with more, you know, interesting solutions? Um, and and we're able to sort of help and support more people. That's ultimately what we want to do as a business. And I think having building that in um from day one has been um something that's been fundamental to the leadership team. Um, and making sure that it's a a, a great safe interesting place for people to work i think has been really compelling and so we've we've seen that people not haven't just wanted to join our business but they wanted to join it because the value set is right and that becomes hugely important particularly to people who are starting their careers in the workforce because they don't just want to work for any old company and they don't just want to get a paycheck anymore so um and that's been massively important uh to, to everyone in the business right yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and why is marketing important to Converge? Well, I, I'd like to say, well, I think marketing is probably important to any business, but I think marketing is important to Converge um, because we have some pretty unique um, and specialized audience sets that we need to speak to. And it's also fundamentally how we are driving profile recognition and driving sales. So it's it's a it's a massive part of 
you know, hopefully driving the top line um, in the business, but it's also a way that we set our stall and we talk about who we are and the kind of business that we are building and what makes us special. Um, and that's, that is through marketing. And of course the proof is in the pudding. Ultimately it has to be in how the business performs and what we offer into the market. But the reality is I think um, what, why I love working with the team and, and in the business is like, we're very connected. And I think marketing is, a very lucky team and area because we get to work very cross departmentally. So we work with like everybody in the business, talking to them about their expertise, thinking about ways that we can showcase what we do um, as a team, as a business, but also what we offer, the products that we're developing. Like we have to know what else is out there. We have to know what's going to make us unique. And I think that that's always what's made marketing such an interesting, um, you know, such an in interesting place to work because it is pretty fundamental, but it also takes time. It's not a, it's not an instant um, magic bullet to everything, but everybody knows that it's fundamental in terms of how you grow a business, how you drive revenue, how you manage your reputation. Um, and so those are all things that for any business, but particularly when you're starting out um, and nobody knows who you are, are so, so vital. Yeah. Great. And and to wrap up um, this podcast, Vivian, if, if you could rewind the years, say 10, 15, 20 years ago, um, you go back to the start of your career, what advice would you give yourself now knowing what you know? I think there's probably three things I wish I had known back then. Um, I think the first is, you know, be a sponge and like learn fast, ask questions. Like don't be afraid to be curious and learn, you know, don't be intimidated by, you know, other people or, or people that you think are smarter than you just, just try and learn as much as you can. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I think that that is hugely powerful. I think the second thing is um, to not be afraid of change. You know, change is inevitable and it's just keeps happening faster and faster at the moment. Um, and I think the faster you're able to adapt to that, um, the more successful you will be longer term. And I think the last thing is back yourself. You mm -hmm. know, like I've now had experience you know, working um, at agencies, at consultancies, running running my own business, working in-house. And I would say that all of that has been incredibly powerful just to kind of give you the confidence to say, it is okay to do things you know differently and in your own way, but also to have the confidence to sort of back your own ideas and your own vision and your own opinions about things. You know, obviously you need to be collaborative and listen, but... Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to share that, you know, and I think that that's um, those are the things I sort of wish I had known more of, uh, you know, back in the day. Yeah, great tips. Awesome. And if our audience want to get in touch with Converge, um, what's the best way that they can do that? Probably the best way is to obviously look us up. So Converge Insurance, um, you can find us on LinkedIn as well. Um, and you can always email us at info at convergeins.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, so, you know, those are all, all ways you can find us. Great. And before we wrap up, is there anything that you wanted to add um, to this recording? No, I think it's been great. It's been such a pleasure talking to you, Stefan. So thank you so much for having me on.
Likewise, Vivian. Yeah, it's been great to have you. Um, and yeah, thanks again so much for your time. And we'll chat soon. Great. Thank you. Bye.